Bonus. Bonus. Let's go, go. Bonus. 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 Ladies and gentlemen, this is the one year anniversary of the Struggle Played podcast. And for this episode, I'm only playing songs that I've broken down throughout the year. Yeah, let's go. One thing about pain, pain is universal. It don't matter how much money you got. It don't matter how bad your financial situation is. Yo, I'm hype. Pain is the one thing I'm hype. Everybody in the world one year in, one year deep, and plenty more to go. Y'all ready, baby? Y'all ready? Y'all ready? <laughs> Let's go! Sometimes I ask the Lord, is this my calling? So many days, I feel like it's falling. Mama said, pray, you got the devil on you. Gotta clean your spirit, cause your past is trying to haunt you. I was getting so high, I couldn't even function. If you don't want to die, you gotta do something. So many nights I cried, early in the morning. You gotta do something. Sometimes I ask the Lord, is this my calling? So many days, 56 episodes deep. Bonus episode. One year anniversary. You already know what time it is. I'm your one and only host, Doug. This is the Struggle Plate Podcast. BT. EBT. Woo! GD. Nah, 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 nah. We we gotta keep it going. We gotta get to the struggle. We gotta get to the pain. Ooh. Said tears, homie, and I ain't too proud to admit it. To see my father for the first time in a minute. When I say a minute, I mean years, man. Damn, a whale could have swam in them tears, fam. Ooh. Ooh. Father, cause no other man bother, not even my biological. Though I was brighter than a polo sweater. No pops was like Martin with no Coretta. So many things you could have told me. It saved me the trouble of letting my mistakes show me. I feel like you barely know me. And that's a shame, cause our last, last name, name is the same. same. That blood tight flowing through our veins is the same. My mama left you and maybe your anger's to blame. But that's no excuse. Only you and God know the truth on why you only call monthly. Yeah. You barely ever saw me. Yeah. Spend some summers with you and play with my cousin Barry. Yeah. Maybe I should be telling you fuck because you're selfish. selfish. But I want a father so bad I can't help but break down. J. Cole is the artist whose songs I've broken down the most throughout this year on this podcast. You already know what it is. It's a cold fucking world. I need more pain. As a matter of fact, let me get some heartbreak because heartbreak is really a struggle within itself. Ain't that right, Frank? I took a walk with the palm trees as the daylight fell. Yes. 
angry in the canteen Talking to myself This tattoo on my left hand When it turned It's turning purple as blue Daydreams of the romance Come on man, sing along Daydreams of you Pretty woman in a ball gown. Hey. Richard Gear in a tux. Come on. Getting married in, in a courthouse. Writing vows in a rush. Making out for the judge. With my teenage wife. Ooh. Got a wedding band. What you gonna do with it? That I just might die with. It's an American wedding. They don't mean too much But we were so in love We had an American wedding Now what's the mine is yours That's American love Alright ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 56 of the Struggle Play Podcast. One year anniversary. Hey. 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 One year in, one year deep. We finally made it. I didn't even know if it was going to last this long. No, I, I kind of did. I kind of knew it was going to last this long. But, damn, it's been a hell of a ride. I literally remember the first day I did this podcast. And it was literally right after I had got my heart broken from the last time, from that last relationship. Man, I remember that weekend that I recorded, it was going to like go down. Like I had a whole little romantic get up and set up ready for that. <laughs> And I just got pissed off for the very last time. It was like, it just felt like it was so impossible just to even have a fun weekend with that person. And after that, I was like, fuck it, man. We're going to start the podcast. We're literally going to start the podcast. And I remember the first time I remembered that I was going to do this podcast. It was when I heard that PJ Morton and Yebba song for the first time. You know what I'm talking about. How Deep Is Your Love? The song that I broke down on episode two. How deep is your love? It's your love. How deep is your love? I really mean to Cause we live in a fool's Breaking up. Once I heard this song, I was like, I gotta do the podcast. I have to break down songs just like this. Especially when I heard Yebba sing this part. I believe in you. Yeah. God damn, that Yebba, man. She could sing her face off. 
But I was like, if I'm going to do this podcast, I have to figure out exactly what it is. You know, because I really want to break down music because of my old podcast, my old podcast. I used to break down albums. Right. But they were becoming very long. The episodes were really being drawn out. And I was like and I wasn't covering all the songs that I wanted to cover. And I was like, well, maybe I should just break down songs. Right. B-sides. And I was like, "Mm, no, not B-sides. A-sides. Nah, kind of typical. I want something to stand out. I want this to be a little bit different. And I was like, ooh, how about I focus on songs, you know, that embodies an artist struggling? You know what I'm saying? Like, that, those songs where you can hear an artist hunger. And that's why my mom was like, when I was brainstorming with ideas for the show, I was like, yo, I don't know what to call this, man. You know, like, I... This is what I want to do. And she's like, yo, just call it the struggle plate. Like, bring it back to those times where you were literally struggling. And I think the one legit true time where I was honestly struggling was in college because there was a summer where it was about five of us staying in a one, staying in a two-bedroom apartment. And that apartment was, whoo. That apartment was trash, garbage, (laughs) in the middle of Louisiana, in the summer. It was about at least five, six, seven of us staying in a two-bedroom. One person had the couch while the other two had their own beds, and everybody else was just sleeping on the floor like some crack babies. And I remember my homeboy, Justin. (sighs) My homeboy, Justin. (laughs) He literally broke the AC because he turned on the heat in the middle of a Louisiana summer. And that summer, I was struggling. My mom was like, well, why don't you take it back to those times, right? Because I had no money. You know, like, make sure the music embodies that kind of a feeling. And I was like, she's right. The struggle played. It makes so much sense. Because I remember I was tricking out grilled cheese sandwiches left and right. And I was like, okay, so I want to break down how deep is your love, but I really want to hone in on that, where you can literally hear an art, an artist hunger, rap and R&B. But I was like, but we gotta do rap, right? Because rap is the voice of the streets. And that's when I broke down Rhapsody's Layla's wisdom for the very first episode of this podcast. A better one. Look, don't worry about anything they told you. Remember what she said about winter and what the cold do. Everything's a season, there's some things you gotta go through. Believe me, I done seen it all. You're young, talking to old you. When haters come around, look them down, tell them we don't owe you. You're gonna lose some friends, but those circles are better than the overs. A black man left the over to that style. You got And from there, I started learning on the fly, right? I started. Picking out and learning how to dissect these different songs because these songs, they can be so complex and yet so simple. Like, How Deep Is Your Love? Very, very simple. All you literally had was about two verses and two hooks and a bridge, right? With Rhapsody's Layla's Wisdom, the very first song that I broke down, 
it was very drawn out, right? No hook at all. It was just Rhapsody just fucking going. Okay, maybe she took like one break, but these were like two very long verses. And I started learning how to research these songs, figuring out who produces the songs, figuring out where the sample comes from, figuring out certain keys. Like, I think the most introspective breakdown that I've ever done was when I broke down Kanye's runaway love, right? Because I wanted to do heartbreak because heartbreak is a struggle within itself, right? Because every song that I break down embodies an artist's passion, pleasure, and plain, plain. Artist's passion, pleasure, and pain. And when you're breaking down a Kanye song, it's so many like aspects, right? It's musical, it's not just rap. Like those beginning keys parts, those beginning keys, like that's off beat, but it's off beat for a reason, right? It's to get your attention. That's what Kanye does best. And then he focuses on heartbreak, right? So from there, I was doing a lot of heartbreak songs in the very beginning of this podcast because one, because I was heartbroken, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was in dealing, falling in love and dealing with heartbreak is a struggle within itself because you don't know what's next. You literally have to go through the motions and sometimes that shit hurts. Sometimes that, sometimes that shit, like you can't even deal with it. It's unbearable, but you have to go on. You have to push through, which is why I started doing a lot. And I mean a lot of heartbreak songs. Like, shout out to my homies, Ladies Pitch, when episode 50, when I broke down Hard Place by her. You felt that, right? You felt it. You felt everything that she was saying, okay? Because she wasn't just stuck between a rock and a hard place. She was stuck in between somebody else's love and a hard place. But at the same time, I had to really focus on music that embodies the vision of this podcast, which is an artist's passion, pleasure, and pain. And they literally have to be and they literally have to be rapping and singing like it's their last meal. Like you have to feel that hunger. You have to feel their passion. And which is how Meek Mill ended up becoming the sponsor of the Struggle Play podcast. Really, there are three artists whose music really embodies this podcast. It's Meek Mill, Tupac, and August Alcina. Yes, the entangled one. Okay, you feel Meek every time he's rapping, right? And you feel Tupac. You feel every single line. Every single time, which is why I broke down his song, Pain. 
on episode 25, The Essence Part 1. They'll never take me alive, I'm getting high with my profile cocked on these suckers, time to die, even as a youngster, causing ruckus on the back of the bus. I was a fool all through high school, kicking up dust, but now I'm labeled as a troublemaker. Who can you blame? Smoking weed help me take away the pain, so I'm hopeless, rolling down the freeway, swerving, don't worry, I'm about to crash upon the curb, cause my business blurry, maybe if they try to understand me, what should I do? I had to feed my fucking family, what else could I do? And once I really started taking it back to the essence of hip-hop and what it truly meant, I started finding my stride a bit. I started figuring out what this podcast should stand for and what I wanted to stand for. Because if you know about Pain by Tupac, that shit is amazing. Plain and simple. I You felt Pac. And that beat is so dirty, nasty, East Coast. And you wouldn't even think about that. But those are the type of beats that Pac was known to get on, especially early, early in his career. Right? And from there, I was talking about the essence. I was taking it back to the essence. Because hip-hop is literally birthed out of the struggle. Right, so I started doing the essence part one, two, three, and four. And once I got to the essence part four, right around the time that the George Floyd protest started breaking out, I was on to something. I was on to something, man. <laughs> I was calling white people crackers again because I was pissed. I was absolutely pissed. And I didn't know how to channel that anger just yet. But when I did, oh, man, it ended up being one of my best episodes. Yeah, probably, yeah, it was one of my, like, top three episodes, I want to say. Yeah. No, it was the Essence Part 3. Yeah. For episode 43, when I broke down Meek Mill's What's Free. And whew, that right there, breaking down that song, literally explained everything that I was feeling when those protests started happening at the beginning of the summer on episode 43. And then on top of that, I had to break down what's free just so I can get into Hov's verse. In the land of the free with the blacks enslaved, three-fifths of a man, I believe, is the phrase. I'm 50% of Duce and it's dead free, yeah? 100% of Ace of Spade, worth half a beat, uh. Rock Nation, half of that, that's my piece. 100% of title to bust it up with my cheese. Uh, smokes my niggas won't ever work together. You run a checker, but they never give you leverage. No red hat, don't Michael and Prince me and yay. They separate you when you got Michael and Prince's DNA. Uh, I ain't one of these house niggas you bought. My house like a resort. My house bigger than yours, my spot. Come on, man. My route better, of course. We started without food in our mouth. They gave us pork and pig intestines. Shit you discarded that we ingested. We made the project a wave. You came back, reinvested and gentrified it. Took niggas sense of pride. Now how that's free? And them people stole the soul and hit niggas with 360s. <laughs> I ain't got a billion streams, got a billion dollars. Inflating numbers like we po' be happy about this. We was praising Billboard, but we were young. Now I look at Billboard like, is you dumb? To this day, Grandma Frey, what I might say 
They gon' have to kill me, grandmama, I'm not their slave. <laughs> Check out the bazaar. Rapping style used by me. The HOV, look at my hair free. Carefree. Niggas ain't nair free. Enjoy your chains. What's your employer name with the hairpiece? I survived a hook, can't no shaitan rob me. My account's so good, I'm practically living. So the reason why I broke down all these songs and the reason why I started this podcast is because this kind of stuff has always driven me music not podcast in general music right um it's been my one true passion it's been my one true escape from everything that goes on in the world you know what i'm saying and it's been like that for me ever since i was a kid when i was about nine ten years old you feel me and i would just sit down and listen to the radio and just listen to the music back when the radio was popping popping you know, and I wasn't watching TV. I was listening to the music. My folks would try to, you know, say, you can't watch TV. And I literally be sneaking around, listening to the radio, recording some of my favorite Jay-Z and Nas and Ja Rule songs on a cassette tape just so I can listen to that song again. Like, I literally became addicted to that shit. And it wasn't always like that. I was... I was a young, goofy kid going to private school all the way up to the fourth grade, thinking that NSYNC and all this pop band shit was hot because hip-hop was not my first love. But the minute I heard that Made You Look remix, it was a done deal for me. Literally, once I heard Ludacris' verse on that Made You Look remix, it was really over why because i saw somebody who was so mainstream all of a sudden give us these bars so now moving forward i promise you all you will get more authenticity more truth okay and more of me because there was a time where i didn't know myself where i lost myself you know i <laughs> That last podcast I had, I had everybody telling me who I should be and what I should do instead of really pushing me on and encouraging me. Only a few people have done that. My homeboy Spence, my homeboy Kel, my homeboy Chris. You know what I'm saying? Like, during this time when I moved to Denver is when I started this podcast. But I was living in Las Vegas for three years, and for one year I was doing a podcast. You know what I'm saying? And I lost that podcast ended and I lost a really good friend of mine, I believe. And I lost, you know, my quote unquote love of my life. You know what I'm saying? The woman who I thought I was going to marry and that shit just, it didn't work out. And it's fine. Right. But at the time it wasn't fine. At the time it really hurt. At the time it really shook my confidence. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I felt like. I had to let that situation go. The old podcast, the relationship, living in Las Vegas, that whole city. Because I told you all over and over again, it literally happened. Everything changed when I got fired and I lost my relationship all in the same week. And my entire perspective on life changed. I was ready to settle down in Las Vegas, Nevada. One Never fall in love in Vegas. No, 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 no. Especially if you're not from there. All right? Because that lifestyle will swallow you whole. Okay? It will definitely do that. But I don't regret a single fucking thing that happened over there. I really don't. 
I really don't. Because at the end of the day, it made me who I am. And I am super proud and thankful for all of those situations that brought to me. That it gave me. Excuse me. And I don't regret anything at all. Not one. Nope. 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 So I want to thank all the people who were down with me from day one. Like I said before, you know, <laughs> all my family. <laughs> Even though they don't like it when I curse, especially my moms. I and I want to thank my homeboy Kel, been there for me since day one, ride or die. Same thing with my homeboy Spence, man. Yo, Spence, we and all the brothers from the Views from the Seven podcast. I'm so glad that they're all back together as one. Literally, literally my favorite podcast <laughs> out right now. I listen to these dudes religiously. Okay, they literally remind me of high school. The homeboy Spence has been like literally giving me the support and love. Since day one, I can't thank him enough. My homie Chris, holy Chris, Chris, what up? Chris, my dog, and all the guests who have come on this show. The home, I'm literally going to call these women like my fairy godparents, <laughs> my Puerto Rican fairy godparents, ladies, bitch, baby, baby, Lexi the Savage, man. I love them so much. <laughs> Like they, it get me excited. It's just probably because of just the unfiltered and how they're with the shits all the time, like all the time. And you see, and I see y'all how y'all made a shirt after I said that. I just want a little cut, a little percentage, maybe three percent. You know what I'm saying? No biggie. And then of course the fans, the ones who are listening every week. All right, the homie Sean, the homie Rich. Okay, <laughs> the homie Britt, the homie Ant. Look, during this time, and the homie Rome. Rome! During this time, you truly figure out who's on your side and who's on who's not on your side. There are some who are literally praying for your success. And there are some who are literally praying on your downfall. I've had people do both and sometimes you can't even tell the difference. So if you thought that I was going to do just a thank you one year anniversary episode, you thought wrong. It's time that I break down the very first song that I played on this podcast. When I played this song on episode one, I literally felt judged, overlooked, and misunderstood. I kind of felt like some people were preying on my downfall. Ladies and gentlemen, the song that I will be breaking down for episode 56, the bonus episode, the one year anniversary episode is from T Grizzly with First Day Out. These niggas prayed on my downfall. These niggas prayed on my downfall. On all 10, bitch, I stood tall. Nah, stop that right there. Stop it right there. I didn't like my energy when introducing that song. Yeah, I was saying some nice and slick, powerful words, but this is episode 56. This is a bonus episode. This is the one year anniversary. And this is a song about a man who literally defied all the odds. So ladies and gentlemen, the song that I'm going to break down for this episode is from T Grizzly with none other than First Day Out. These niggas prayed on my downfall. These niggas prayed on my downfall. 
On all 10, bitch, I stood tall. Show these disloyal niggas how to ball. Go get a thermometer for the pot. I need, I need this shit, shit cooked cook right. right. Let's keep that water 400 degrees. Fahrenheit. You ever been inside a federal courtroom? Court nigga, you ever went to trial and fought for your life? Being, Being broke, broke did something, something to my spirit. spirit. Ass niggas to plug me. They act like they couldn't hear me. Ooh. Look at me not. Driving German engineering. You don't want your baby mama fuck. Keep the hoe from near me. Kilroy. Remember when I used to use your ears? Come on, man. Hit the, road, hit the O and make them big boy sales. Move. Remember when you had them green things made with vacuum seals? Trying not to have them green things smell Feds was on me What you know about related to money Ooh. I don't know nothing I just used to see them walk to the Cody. Come on with bitches My body count go from Persian to Cody Any further questions You could take that up with the lawyer My nigga Finkel J Money Bright Mo Low Project Joe will tell you Ray day before school I sold a half bow How you think I won best dress With no support Ooh. And had them paid lawyers Coming in and out of court Hey Wando Hey yo Theo ain't it a blessing We made it out Kentucky After all that happened after the pre-trials, after, after the status, status, after them impact statements, after the castle. Hey, hey JR, JR nigga. nigga. Ain't it a blessing? Come on. If you thought I wasn't going to let this play out, you must be out your rabbit ass mind. Joy Row, bitch, but the money long is six. Brick mile, knock your ox down, pick her up, knock her back down, pull her tracks out. Yes, I slap girl. Yes, I slap dog. Yes, I slap loud. Yes, I slap a pussy nigga if he act out. Yes, I call All right, all right, all right, all right. So, T Grizzly, first day out. It's literally, it's literally the best intro since Dreams and Nightmares, right? You believed every single word that T Grizzly was saying on this song. Did you not? Did you not hear that hunger? Did you not feel his pain? Did you not know exactly what it was that he was going through? He literally broke this song down to you. Like... A rapper from Detroit. Detroit has spitters. But like, come on. This song is called First Day Out. He recorded this song after he got out of prison. On the same day. His first day out. The last time I saw somebody record a song after they got out of prison was Meek Mill. And I'm talking Meek Mill with the braids. Alright? And the crazy part about this song is is that it was the first time the first time I heard this song I was completely out of the loop this song came out in like November 2016 I want to say but I didn't hear this song till spring 2017 and I consider myself very in the loop all right I consider myself somebody who knows what's going on and the first time I heard this song was the first time I went back to Grambling for the very first time in the spring for my friend's uh, spring graduation. And at one of the nights, I heard my homeboy Byron. Byron, what up? He played this song and literally and literally everybody was rapping. And I was just like, and they were rapping this song word for word. And I was just like, holy shit. I am out of the loop. <laughs> I am out of the loop. Who is this guy? Who is this rapper? This shit sounds hard. Like hard, hard. You know what I'm saying? And a few months later, I heard it again. And I said to myself, 
I am out of the loop. I need to like get back into my music bag ASAP or else I'm lost or else I'm not having this at all. Like I want to say between 2016 and 27, I was definitely out of. Yeah, 2016, 2017, I was out of the loop hip hop rise because I was just so focused on work. Like that was the first time I was really working overnights. And that's always a transition. And the first time I heard this shit, I was like, I need to get back into hip hop. Because all I was doing at the time was listening to straight uh, Latin rap and a lot of reggae. And this song was produced by a producer named Hell Lover. All right. From Detroit. This is like his record. Like, you can't get any bigger than that. And I hate that sometimes with certain artists and certain rappers. Like, they'll never be as big as their next song because T Grizzly hasn't put out anything as better, better than First Day Out. He literally talked about this song. He literally recorded this song the first day he got out of prison when he was arrested for stealing. This give you T Grizzly's backstory. From Detroit, went to school in Michigan State. And he was one of those dudes that was robbing niggas in dorms. He was robbing dorms. <laughs> you know, like you break into the dorm rooms and you rob people. That's a very common thing in college. That shit happened all the time when I was in school at Grambling. Luckily enough, it didn't happen to me because my roommate was a real ass nigga from Bad News, Newport News, Virginia. All right. And like, I remember when there was a blackout and people was getting robbed in the dorms and nobody was coming to our dorm. Why? Because my roommate was Colombian and he had a baseball bat and he had a allegedly, allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, <laughs> but like he was dead serious. You could not fuck with that dude at all. So I was having enough to have him as a roommate. He was literally a biology major who got to school on a full ride scholarship, fresh out the hood. Like, yo, that was he's and he knew uh, like jujitsu and taijutsu and all the jutsus. You know what I'm saying? And nobody would fuck with him at all. I remember one time like some dude tried to jump him in the cafeteria and he handled all of them. And I was just like, yo, that's my roommate. So if you want to fuck with me, you're going to have to fuck with him. I was definitely hiding behind that dude. All right. Because he was not playing around. And he knew all about the people breaking into the dorms. He knew about them. Now he's uh, graduated, working for NASA. And I'm pretty sure he still knows all the jutsus in the UFC shit. He knew all that shit before it was popular. All right. So wasn't nobody breaking into our dorms, but that's what T Grizzly was. He was a burglar, a thief. Okay. So like, here's his quick backstory, right? He went to Michigan state. Okay. To study finance and accounting, but he dropped out due to poor financials, you know, finances. College is very expensive. So him and his friend began, started robbing dorms. And they were stealing like $20,000 worth of electronics. I'm talking video games, TVs, you name it. All right. And like from all the dorms and all, you know, students and whatnot. And then they were caught and he was like basically kicked out, suspended. And he went on the run to Kentucky. And so in Kentucky, he got arrested for robbing a jewelry store. Like literally attempted robbery. That was him. And he got sentenced to nine months in jail. And on top of that, he was sentenced to about 18 months 
to 15 years for the robberies that he did in Michigan State, right? So that means he could have been out for a very long time because he was snitched on too by one of the people that he robbed the jewelry store with. But fortunately enough, he got released from prison. So he really was in jail for about two years. Yeah, from like 2014 to 2016. So that's what he's talking about. In that entire first verse, niggas praying on my downfall. And this is when I knew that he knew what he was talking about. When he said, after the pre-trials, after the status. We made it out Kentucky after all that happened. After the pre-trials, after the status, after them impact statements, after the castle. Everybody likes to talk about how real they are and how they beat a charge and how, you know, they're this, that, and the other. But they don't even know about pre-trial uh, hearings. They don't even know about tr status hearings in court. They don't know about pre-trials. They don't know how long it takes to actually get to court to actually get a case taken to trial. They don't know about that. They don't know about that at all. They think they do. But they, so I, when he said the pretrials, I was like, oh, oh, this man ain't lying. He's literally breaking it down. I believe you. And that's why I wanted to break down this song because I only want to break down songs from artists who I actually believe. And I believe this man the minute he said pre-trials and status. Literally. Literally. All those hearings. Because people don't know the process that it takes to even get a case to go to trial. Right? They see on the news that, oh, they're on trial when it's just literally their first court appearance and it's just a pretrial hearing or a status hearing. Like literally, that's it. And that's what that first verse gives us. And here's the thing, guess what? The verse ain't even done. It's not even over. Why? Because it's one long ass verse. Just the hook in the beginning and the end. He's still rapping. He's still flowing. He don't give a fuck. Yes, I slap a pussy nigga if he act out. Yes, I caught cases on the road with them killers, bro. Kill me if I snitch, cause if you snitch, I'm gonna kill you. Spent a lot of time on the yard with them gorillas. Stood tall. Did I let niggas hold me? Quit being silly. I know full effect your bitch pussy get wet for a nigga. Cause I do it better, plus I'm doing better than niggas. I'm at home when I'm down there in Lexington, nigga. About the king, they gon' drop you in who next to you, nigga. Go get Say it, Lil T. Get ahead of them niggas. When you take off, I'll look back and try to rescue them niggas. I got mans to make sure you get the rest of them niggas. Don't let them get the best of you just get the revenue nigga so let me know what you can handle okay come grab it here goes some extra so if i'm busy you can manage things happy bling dancing eating 60 dollars salad get it there and back tell the feds i need a challenge my first offer was 30 years not a day lower i told them crackers holler at me when they sober oh uh, yes yes do you hear that man do you hear that man so basically after he got caught robbing this jewelry store that had all these rolexes and whatnot when he did his pre-trial in kentucky the judge offered him, it was like the judge or the lawyer, one of the others, they offered him 30 years. He basically said, yo, holler at me when they're sober because he was like, I might as well go to trial if you're going to like give me the first offer for 30 years. That's damn near the max. You know, so he was like, yo, you got to be drunk or something, you know. All right, come on, let's fight this then because there's no way in hell I'm taking 30 years because literally that's how the prison system is. You, you feel me? They're going to lock this man up, this kid, for robbing a jewelry store for 30 years. But we got 
police officers who are killing black men in their own homes with no warrants, black men and black women in their own homes while they sleep. The ones who killed Breonna Taylor are still walking free. The woman who killed that man, Amber Geiger, the one who killed that man in Dallas, Texas. She's trying to get off. What's that lady name? Uh, Aunt Becky from Full House. Her and her husband paid USC all this money to send her daughters to that school. Bribes. All that type of shit. And she only going to spend about three months in jail? Weeks at that. Weeks. And here the judge is trying to offer T. Grizzly 30 years off of that. When white people have gotten off for less time or have gotten less time for doing a bigger crime. You feel what I'm saying? Extortion and all that type of shit. That's what it is. That's what they're saying when their prison system is trying to get us down, man. Some fucking bullshit. It is. And so T. Grizzly's like, man, holler at me when you sober. So, so we're going to fight this shit. Because ain't no way in hell. Ain't no way in hell. That's damn near max. So I might as well go to trial anyway. I might as well see this thing all the way through. You got to respect that. Because he ain't snitch. He ain't do none of that. And people, and somebody snitched on him. Come on, dog. Bro, parole, I'm a felon. You think I ain't got that blower? Yeah, you right, bro. Take his head off his fucking show. You hear me? Hit the rolly, stuck with the rolly on. Who was our getaway car? Jag portfolio. You hear me? Hey, I heard I had some sneak dishes. Whoever feeling hot, that AR got a heat sensor. Cuz said don't entertain them hungry niggas. I wish I would pay attention to these homeless niggas. Go call my phone, I don't wanna do no song with niggas. And tell your bitch to tighten up before I bone her, nigga. I don't know you niggas. Fuck wrong with niggas. Through these white buffs, I can see the hoe in niggas. Free my nigga Perico, that boy be hoeing niggas Shoot the smile off your face, I don't joke with niggas Boy, I can't trust you with that strap if you ain't got no bodies Boy, I can't take you on no lick if you ain't robbed nobody You ain't no shooter, you can't do that shit without no molly I came home and had the hoes wetter than Kalahari 30 months ago, niggas ain't think that I was coming home Shout out to them niggas, freaks that I been coming on Get them to the crib, bust them down, now bitch run alone This SK and get to shaking like it's something wrong 30 bands two times, watch this money clone The feds say my name, hot like when the oven on Bitch, I I came home to my little brother gone. Niggas say they looking for me. Pull up in the scuddy zone. You've got to love the energy that T Grizzly is on. You have to love it. He literally came home to jail just to find out that his little brother's dead. All right. And now he's saying, yo, I'm hearing people looking for me. Pull up. You know, they know where I'm at. Like, come on. This is a man who is fresh out of prison. Lock up. Oh, God. And it's unfortunately because that energy has eventually carried over to him getting shot at. I want to say about a year or two ago. And his manager slash aunt ended up dying. You know, luckily enough, he made it out. You know, but the energy that T Grizzly has given us in this entire song is absolutely astonishing and amazing. Who said I'm a snitch? You just heard a lot from him. Better check the black and white. That paperwork evolved for him. Zero toleration for that nigga. Take his life from him. He don't want that pistol plate. Okay, I'll Tyson him. I ain't hear from bitches when I had them blue 
rules on So soon as I'm done, fuck it, put your shoes on I'm on parole in two states, I can't move wrong The feds tryna build a case, I can't move wrong I want the trial back to back, bitch, I'm 2-0 State of Kentucky banned me from Mary Jury Stone I can't even be in public with my hoodie Take on Michigan State don't want them here, they don't know what he on I know they prayed on my downfall I already know that I know, I know they, they prayed, prayed on my downfall, downfall. On all ten, bitch, I stood tall. So, what is the lesson? No matter what obstacles that life gives you or throws at you, you have to take it head on. You have to keep pushing, right? You can't keep your eyes off the prize. Because the road to wherever, whatever it is that you define as success will get bumpy, right? People will knock you off. People will knock you down. But you have to keep going. You have to keep pushing. Like, I don't like living here at all in Denver, but I have to make the best out of it. I, You know what I'm saying? I've dealt with so much racism and adversity in this city in one year, in this year, and it, like counts up to about five years with the amount of racism that I've dealt with here. Honestly, I've never been in a place that reeks of so much fucking privilege. Ever. Ever. But I have to keep pushing them. You know what I'm saying? I have to keep moving with that energy like it's my first day out. I have to keep recording these episodes and coming up with new content and better shows because it's my dream. It's my passion. But let me tell you something. Podcasting is not who I am. It's what I do. At the end of the day, Doug is Doug. No matter where I'm at in life, I have to keep pushing forward. If you were to tell me at 28 years old, I would be laying on the floor recording a podcast with no family, no nothing. I would have just laughed you right out of the fucking room. But here we are. Here we are. And guess what, man? Before I was mad about it, before I was sad about it, still a little upset, but I know how to handle it. If I didn't know how to deal with this, I could not have dealt with this rejection if I didn't get fired in Las Vegas. I could not have dealt with this rejection if I didn't get my heart broken by the same person over and over and over again because I truly did not value myself. There have been times where I've wanted to stop recording, take a break, but Mamba Vision, <laughs> literally, Mamba. I remember watching one of Kobe's last interviews before he passed and he, I remember him saying something about uh, players who complain about being in the wrong system, you know, or saying that they're not successful because they're in the wrong system are just full of excuses. And if you think about it, Kobe had been in the wrong system with the Lakers for a very long time. I know I'm doing basketball references, but listen to this. Feel me out. He went through so many changes. And the fact that he was able to pull off five rings, five championships in those really shitty situations. Okay. Fucked up, a, fucked up Achilles, broken finger, and he still came out on top. T Grizzly. 
banned from every single jewelry store in Kentucky, in the state of Kentucky. He had to go to trial twice for Kentucky, for sure he did in Kentucky, in the state for Michigan. And he won. <laughs> now he's just on probation. I don't know if he's still on probation. That's another thing. They don't tell you how long. These rappers don't tell you how long they are on probation for. You know, sometimes they take like a 10-year probation just so they won't go to jail. You know what I'm saying? Just prison. Just so they won't get locked up. And T. Grizzly did all of that shit, man. And he didn't stop. So I'm not going to stop, guys. I'm not going to take a... I'm not... I can't. I refuse to. I refuse. Not when I know that I've had ancestors being forced on a boat and brought to a country that they didn't want to be in, brought to a country that they built just so that we can get killed on camera by the police, the people who are supposed to protect and serve us 400 years later. Why the fuck should I stop? What's the point? I have to keep going. I have to keep pushing. I have to. Plain and simple. Plain and fucking simple. What else is there to lose? You have to keep believing in yourself. And that's the hardest part. Because being black in America, the system is already set up against you. It is. The fact that I'm 28 years old and I still have a job is a blessing within itself. No matter even if I'm not in the same situation or place that I want to be in. Guess what? There are people who are living out on these fucking streets. Guess what? There are people who are stuck on welfare. Black people to be exact. People of color. And guess what? There are people who are getting killed by the police. So why the fuck should I stop? Wouldn't that be insulting to them if I stop? Wouldn't that be incredibly fucked up and disrespectful to my ancestors? The ones who literally died for me to have first world problems? The fuck is going on, man? Yeah, I'm on my shit. Yeah, I'm talking about shit right now, man. I am. I am. It's been a long-ass fucking summer. It's been a long-ass year. And guess what, nigga? I ain't stopping. At all. So let's get into the rotation. That's it for the breakdown. Let's keep this energy going. I'm liking this energy that I'm on right now. Spicy Doug is full in effect. Full in effect. Yeah, I like this shit. So let's get into the rotation. I said I was going to play only play songs that I've broken down on this episode. So let's start with the very first song that made me fall in love with hip hop. That's the Made You Look remix with Nas, Jadakiss, and Ludacris. And I'm only going to play Ludacris' verse because it was the best damn verse on the song. They shooting. Oh, I made you look. You a slave to a page in my rhyme book. Getting big money, playboy, your time's up. Where them gangsters, where them dimes at? They shooting. Oh, I made you look. You a slave to a page in my rhyme book. Yeah. Getting big we money, playboy, your time's up. Where them gangsters at? Where them dimes at? I'm from at? the school of hard knocks, sneak peeks, and low blows. Where X's mark spots and kitchens mark old. Where love's gon' get ya and hate is gon' snitch ya. And finger squeeze triggers like boa constrictors. It's the Mr. Luda, Jada, and Nas. And our bullets give you a deep tissue massage. So hear the song and dance while I make these ends. You never stood half a chance like Siamese twins. They shootin'. 
Look in the barrel. Then he made the front page of the Miami Herald or Shy Tribune. Nozzles with solid doom. We in that A-Town Journal as violent goons. You should print my information. Quote my rhyme and keep me in between these New York and L.A. times. I'm just a victim of society. It's Chris the Menace with more shit out on the streets than evicted tenants. Go! They shooting. Oh, I made you look. You a slave to a page in my rhyme book. Getting big money. Playboy, your time's up. With them gangsters. With them dimes at. Don't you love it when MCs give you their very best? Like, Luda was rapping like he has something to prove, and he literally said that. He was rapping like he knew exactly what he was going to do, and he wanted to represent for the South. Nobody will ever give Luda that much credit or respect, and it's a fucking crime, and it's a shame. He really is, man. But, yeah. I remember breaking that song down on episode seven. It was called So When Did You Fall in Love with Hip Hop? That was the Major Look remix with Nas, Jadakiss, and Ludacris. Song number two on the rotation comes from a song that I broke down on episode nine. It was when I got very personal about my previous relationship. And whew, that episode was called Doug's One and only regret in the song that I broke down for this. Oh, I haven't played it in a long time. This was DJ Megan Wright, Aaron Ray, and Joey Badass with Unsure. Oh, such a heartbreaker. Oh. and the show with a song that I broke down on episode 35 called Corona and Chillin Part 4 the song that I broke down for that episode is very near and dear to my heart and I always play it whenever I need some inspiration or whenever I'm feeling down and I just think about what this artist went through who's this artist that I'm talking about Kanye West the song that put him on the map as a rapper, not a producer, but as a rapper. This is Kanye West with a Shot Town classic. 
You already know what I'm talking about. Come on. Through the wire. Yo, Chief, they can't stop me from rapping, can they? Can they hop? I spit it through the wire, man. Too much stuff on my heart right now, man. I gladly risk it all right now. It's a life or death situation, man. Y'all, y'all, y'all don't really understand how I feel right now, man. It's your boy Kanye Titter. Shot down, what's going on? Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, I drink a goose for breakfast, an intro for dessert. Somebody order pancakes, I just sip the That's all the time that I have for this episode. We're going to keep going. We're going to keep moving. We're going to keep doing this for another year, two more years. We're going to keep going and going. And by we, it's me because I, it's all me by myself. But am I really by myself? No, I got y'all, the fans, the listeners. I love you all. God bless you all for sticking it out with me. For this long and i hope and pray that you will keep going on this journey with me in the meantime in between time peace and love my name is doug